Why are stories so important to our culture? In this episode of What Good, stay tuned to find out. This is What Good, brought to you by Talking Tales and hosted by storyteller Keisha Christie. Oral traditions is an inaugural part of who we are and preserves our culture. Join us every week as we gather and we share stories and talk culture. Gather together your family and friends, learn something new, reminisce about the old days, and most of all, What Good. Welcome back to What Good. This is episode three, A Story, A Story. I'm your storyteller, Keisha Christie. Gather together your family and your friends and enjoy a whole new set of stories in this episode. But first, let's talk about why stories are important. We all know that stories connect us as human beings. But you see, stories are the thread that create the tapestry of our lives. It connects us on a deeper level. I would say down to the DNA of who we are. Our ancestors created paths and went on journeys that we were not able to live personally, but the stories that they've left behind provide us with a framework, a roadmap to greater things, gives us the encouragement and the inkling to reach for higher than we are. We know who we are, but we didn't just bond big saw, as you've heard the saying before, we've come so far from so many. There are people that would say that the blood that we have running through our veins is really a little nugget of the DNA that's been flowing on this earth for thousands of years. And to know that you're just a little droplet, but your impact could be so great, how do you know? How do we know? How do our children know? It's the stories that are left behind that allow us to see the past and in in all of its beauty. It reminds us that our history didn't begin and end with slavery. It reminds us that we are great, not were great. Yes, our history began with kings and queens and kingdoms that were built from scratch and by hand. It dabbles into architecture. It opens our eyes to the fact that we were creators. We were mathematicians and still are, but on a, a more intricate level. Everything has a beginning. But you see, from that beginning, so many things evolve. And the stories that we hear today, the stories that are passed down, are just that. They are to remind us. They are to open our eyes and change mindsets so that we are more willing, more free to go out and reach for greater things and higher duties, for us to accomplish bigger things, for us to say, well, the bar was set high, but I don't want to be like you. I don't want to be you. I want to be greater. And when you see the paths that were laid and the, the, the um, terrain that was cut so that you can walk in those footsteps, so that you can step on that path, you have a greater connection to the tale. Our memories are all connected to stories. If you tell somebody to add two plus two, they may remember, but 50 years from now or 
a hundred years from now when their memory starts to fail they may not remember that two plus two but they will remember that that me and jimmy went to the store and bought two sweetie and this is where we ended up they would remember it that way very easily more than they would a textbook journey in public speaking, they tell you that if you want to be captivating and you want to engage your audience, you must share your experience in stories. Stories are what connect us. Stories are what build us. Stories are what make us more than who we are. Stories remind us of where we've been, encourage us in the situations we experience today and also challenge us to be greater in the future and that is why stories are so important and what I love about telling old stories is that they cause us to reminisce it allows our grandparents and parents to remember their old days and maybe share stories that they hadn't shared with us yet it helps us to remind us that they're not only our mothers, fathers, grandparents, aunties, uncles, and that they are individuals with their own names and their own experiences. And some of those experiences will unfold in our own individual lives, but collectively as a family, it is the framework for the next generation. And that's the beauty of the stories that we continue to tell today. And I will always be here to share those stories with you. And as the episodes continue, we'll continue to share the stories, both publicly, we'll do recordings, and we'll be here to share those stories with you. This episode, we've got two amazing stories for you, and they are both Anansi stories. <laughs> and you know, Anansi stories, you have to listen for the lesson or find the joke. So I'm so happy that you're here with us, and let's get started in the stories. Our first story is called Anansi and Him Fortune. <laughs> One day, Anansi thought to himself that he wanted to go out and make a fortune. Mm. Anansi wasn't going to work for it. We all know how lazy Anansi was, but let me tell you, Anansi wanted his winnings, and he wanted it fast. So Anansi thought to himself and thought to himself, what exactly am I going to do in order to get this fortune? Man, the day is long, but he wanted to make a money and he wanted to make it fast. So Anansi got out of his yard and started to walk down the road. When Anansi was walking down the road, he noticed what looked like a big bed sheet. But the closer that he got, he realized that it wasn't a bed sheet. It was a, it was a, a nightshirt with long sleeve and boy it was white it was white it was white it was so white and Nancy put on the bed shirt and examined himself in it and he said watch how I'm gonna make a money today and Nancy continued on his way as Nancy was walking he noticed there was a woman grieving over the loss of her husband and he went into the yard to say how do you do so when Nancy came into the yard he frightened the lady and she said oh I didn't see you standing there and Nancy replied well, I just come from heaven and I couldn't help but notice you're crying. Well, the lady said, oh, you just came from heaven. You must know my husband. His name is John Smith. And Nancy thought to himself, oh, yes, John is a big man in heaven. Wow. He must sing in a choir and he must lead this a group and that a group. Him just have one problem. Mm. The lady looked at Nancy and searched him fierce. And she said, one problem? What problem could John have? Well, and Nancy looked at the poor woman and put his hand on her shoulder and said, well, you see, he's a big man up there, but 
him just shot at shoes. He didn't have no shoes and he didn't have no suit. He just, he shot at those things. And well, maybe you can help her. Maybe you can. But in send me here, so me just tell you. Well, the lady ran into the house and she buckle around and buckle around and you hear clim clam and banging round and she rushed back out and she come back out. She come out with a suit and her shoes and some money for Nancy. And Nancy examined them quickly and wow, they were good quality. So when Nancy took up the items and said, wow, I thank you, mom. She said, when you get back to heaven, please tell John how much I love him and how I'm grateful. And Nancy said, will do. And left the yard. And Nancy took away the suit and took away the shoes because, wow, they look very nice. And Nancy knew exactly what he would do. But that wasn't enough for Nancy. You see, the lady gave him a suit and some shoes, but the money was small. And Nancy couldn't survive on that. So Nancy continued walking on his way. And as he was passing a yard, he couldn't help but hearing a husband and wife talking. And the husband had given the wife something and said, Hing, put it down for rainy day. Well, after that, the wife went inside the house and the husband stormed out of the yard. So Nancy waited and watched till the man was far enough that he couldn't see Nancy enter. Nancy entered into the yard and buck up on the woman. The woman said, oh, I didn't see you there. Nancy said, well, ma'am, let me introduce myself. My name is Rainy Day. Rainy Day? Why, me and my husband were waiting for you for such a long time. You see, every time my husband come in, he give me a little something to put on for you. And he tell me to put it in the mattress. And boy, I don't feel safe with all that money in the house. I am so thankful that you're here. Wait one second. The woman running out of the house, cling, clang, bash, bang, bling. And she come out with a big bag. And in the bag, Nancy peep, there were dollars. So much money that Nancy couldn't count with in one eye. So he make sure to tuck it on the arm, thank the lady for her time, and said, on my way. And Nancy left out of the yard and scrambled home very quickly. When Nancy got home and counted the money, boy, Nancy knew he was set for life. So Nancy continued to live off of his fortune for a very long time. But as you and I both know, all good things must come to an end. And the day that Nancy died, he reached the pearly gates. The pearly gates opened and... <clears throat> I will leave the story at that point and you can decide. Did Nancy make it in? <laughs> Catch the lesson? Or find the joke. <laughs> um, this reminds me of how stories were told in the olden days and how we gathered in circles and the storyteller would cry out, a story, a story. And we would all gather because we knew what time it was. Well, I have another Nancy story for you. This Nancy story is about friendship. This story is called Anansi and Tiger. <laughs> Anansi and Tiger were the best of friends. Man, they did everything together. They talked about life. They talked about everything. They were such good friends. They gathered daily and chat about any and everything. But it just so happened that both Tiger and Anansi were interested in the same woman, Miss Kabisha. Mm, let me tell you, Miss Kabisha's body was banging and her attitude was just right and she did live in a house by herself not too far from the each of their homes and she invited them both 
because she liked them both. You see, Tiger was strong and strapping and handsome. And Anansi was small and quiet, but he knew how to have a good time. So Kabisha liked them both. But Anansi had decided that hmm, if anybody was going to get Miss Kabisha, it was definitely going to be Anansi. So while Anansi knew that Miss Kabisha was seeing Tiger, Anansi had a plan and then putting plan in motion. The next time that Anansi went to see Miss Kabisha, they had a wonderful time. They would picnic and eat food and talk and laugh. But every so often, often Anansi would just be like, hmm. And Miss Kabisha started to wonder, what is wrong with Anansi? But Anansi would talk and then, hmm. So finally, Miss Kabisha said, Anansi, we're having a good time, but what's your problem? And Nancy said, well, I've been thinking about it. And, well, I know you're seeing Tiger, but I have to tell you, Tiger is not a good person. Tiger favor one old riding horse. Riding horse. Miss Kabisha looked upon Anansi and said, Anansi, I can't take your word for that. We would have to see that for myself. And Nancy opening one eye because the plan is in play. Well, Anansi said, I will have to prove it to you. Okay, then. And they went on their separate ways. Later on that evening, Tiger went to visit Miss Kubisha. And while they were having a very nice time eating and dancing and doing what lovers do, Miss Kubisha would start with, hmm. And finally, Tiger turned to Miss Kubisha and said, Kubisha, what's wrong with you? We're here. We're having a good time. We're your problem. Well, Miss Kabisha said, Tiger, you're so handsome and strong and gentle. But Anansi and I were talking, and he said that your favorite one old riding horse. We can't do with no old riding horse. Huh. Tiger get upset. Let me tell you, fire light underneath Tiger and in take off to Anansi yard. Boop, boop, boop. Anansi, Anansi, come out here to me. Hmm. Now Anansi was laying in his bed. And he called out to Tiger, Tiger, is that you? Anansi, it's me, Tiger. Come out here to me. Well, Anansi said, the door is open. I'm not feeling so well. Come inside. Tiger pushed open the door and stormed in. He said, I heard what you said about me to Kabisha. Come and take it back. Anansi said, Tiger, I would love to help you, but I'm not feeling well. Tiger said, don't worry, me carry you. Hmm. And Nancy said, that is nice, but I don't think I have the strength to hold on. Tiger said, we need to go. No. And Nancy said, well, you see, Tiger, I have the saddle. If I put the saddle upon your back, then I could just sit on in it, and it doesn't matter how fast you go, I wouldn't fall off. Tiger thought about it for a minute. <laughs> if I put the saddle on my back, you will come now? And Nancy said, yes, of course. So, Tiger put the saddle upon him back and Nancy pulled it tight, tight, tight. And eased himself into the saddle and lay limp. And as Tiger get up, out, get up to leave the house, and Nancy reached down and grabbed a whip that he had laying down inside the bed. So off Tiger went heading back to Miss Kabisha's house and he rode and he rode and he rode and he rode galloping 
to Miss Kabisha Yard. And as the house got closer and closer, and then she started to straighten up a little more. And when Miss Kabisha's house was in sight, and Nancy straightened up all the way. And Nancy cried out, Miss Kabisha! And Miss Kabisha come outside, and as she was looking, she could see something coming towards her really fast in the dark. Now as they got within eyesight, and Nancy sit up real firm and started to ride. And when he ride, he pulled back his whip and swing it. Pushy! The whip hit the side of Tiger and he jumped. Tiger jumped and galloped even faster. And the more Tiger went, and Nancy pulled back the whip one more time. Pushy! It hit Tiger again, and Tiger leaped and galloped and galloped. And when Nancy reached in earshot and cried, You see, Miss Kabisha, Mateus, the Tiger, if you have a world riding us. And when Tiger stopped in front of Miss Kabisha, he was so shame. Mm. And Nancy slid off of the saddle, turn up beside Miss Kabisha, and the two of them laugh and laugh and laugh because their tiger stood with a saddle upon him back and him tail between him leg and him head hang down low. He felt so shame as the two stood up there laughing at him. He felt so bad that he rode off into the forest and didn't come back. And you see... And Nancy got the girl. Well, or so he thought. They laugh and they laugh and they laugh and they laugh. Because I say, and Nancy said, see, see what me tell you? You see what me tell you? Tiger fever old riding horse. And Miss Kabisha, she see for herself. So she had to agree. <laughs> Jack Mandura, me no choose none. Thank you for joining us for another episode of What Good. We are happy that you're here with us today. And for all those who are celebrating Canada Day, we wish you a very happy Canada Day. Now, join us next week where another episode is uploaded with new stories. And as we always say, join us, learn something new, reminisce about the old days, and most of all, what good.